Welcome to the Sports and Entertainment Podcast, brought to you by MarketScale. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin. For a sports team, knowing your opponent is everything. With innovative data and analytics tools, it's even easier to read your opponent's moves, strategies, and tendencies. Here to tell us how this is changing sports scouting is Judd Garrett, Director of Scouting for the Dallas Cowboys. Judd, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm great. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast and talking to us a bit about how data and analytics are affecting sports scouting. Uh, I'm really excited to get into this, so why don't we just hop right in. First, why don't you tell me a bit of what you do at the Dallas Cowboys? What does your uh, role entail? Well, mainly I'm, I'm the director of advanced scouting, so I'm in, I'm in charge of the aspect of scouting where we are um, scouting our future opponents. So if we're, if we're about to play the Giants, we'll uh, go to their game, scout their game. We'll also evaluate all their players, all 53 guys on their, on their roster, study all their strategies and all the different tendencies that come up, and we'll put that all together, and we'll have a fairly concise scouting report that we'll give to the coaches on Monday as they go into their game prep week. Yeah, it sounds like there must be a lot of statistics and a lot of things to look out for when you're doing scouting. You know, before the implementation of all of this data and analytics and, and all these updates in technology, what is traditional scouting like without those tools? Well, you, you were trying to get a lot of the stuff done that is being done now with, with analytics. You're trying to pick up some tendencies, you know, whether it's a formation tendency, whether it's uh, the way they're, they're utilizing different personnel groups or an individual player. And you're trying to study the, the opponent, uh, whether individually or, you know, individual players or their whole scheme, and come up with whatever tendencies that the opponent has to give you an advantage as you prepare to put your game plan together. There has been a push into data and analytics. Um, you know, what have you seen with this new technology, and how has it been helping with sports scouting? Well, it helps a great deal because we get so much information now. They chart everything as far as where the players are aligned on the field for each play, what their actual movements are, what they're doing, and we use all those numbers to come up with their tendencies. And, you know, they, you know for an example... With the receiver, we chart the receiver as far as where they're aligned. Uh, they align on the numbers. They're aligned two yards outside the numbers or four yards outside or inside the numbers. And then be able to see what type of routes they're running from the different linemen. So then we can talk to our defensive backs and say, when this guy lines up two yards inside the numbers, here's the three routes that he runs. Or when he lines four yards outside the numbers, he runs these four routes, and it gives them an advantage on, on how to play the individual receiver that they're going to have to go against. Uh, so there's also been the use of data analytics in regards to evaluating players for the draft or evaluating players who you may want to bring on um, as a free agent or make a trade or, or, or acquire the player uh, in various different ways. So. You know, we, we use statistics to, uh, to analyze them as well. So could you give me an example of a time when you use these data and analytic tools to look at a future opponent and the data 
came through and helped you better prepare for when uh, the Cowboys eventually played against them? Well, you know, you know, a glaring example was when we were about to play Green Bay last year, and and studying Aaron Rodgers. You know, what came out was when he got when he got the ball released out of his hands under two seconds after the snap, he had like a hundred and eighteen QB rating, and when he got the ball out of his hands three point five seconds or longer. He had like 120 QB rating. But when it was in between 2.0 seconds and 3.5 seconds, his QB rating went down to under 90%. So he played his worst football when he was holding the ball within that time frame. And what that sort of showed me as I was studying it was, you know, Aaron Rodgers is really good in the quick game when he gets the ball out of his hands quick, or he's really good when he's escaping the pocket and extending the play and, 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 and playing that way, he becomes less special when he's playing more as a traditional drop-back pocket quarterback. So we went into the game with a game plan saying that, hey, we have to take away their quick game, but also we have to keep them in the pocket and force them to be a pocket quarterback. And that will take away the things that he does really well and force him to play in a way that, that that's not as advantageous to him. So that's one grand example. Now, the struggle is it's one thing to point out, okay, these are the tendencies, this is what you're trying to do, but it's another thing to get it all implemented and executed on the field because, you know, obviously we're not the only ones who might have seen that, so they're used to playing against defenses that are going to try to uh, attack him like that. That's a wonderful example, being able to predict what your opponent is going to do and adapt from there. Have you noticed that with this data, it has become easy to implement into the actual gameplay for your team? Has the team been able to adapt this information and use it you know, in a split second? I think it, what it does is it helps direct our strategy, the type of, you know, in passing situations, the type of rushes and how often we blitzed and the different techniques our pass rushers were using um, were modified to, you know, play Aaron Rodgers a certain way. I don't think it can be a complete 100% implementation. We're going to do this, but we can we can modify what we're doing to take advantage of the information that, that, that we have on, the, on our opponent. So what are some of the struggles still? Because clearly this data does help and it gives you a more comprehensive view of your opponents before going into a matchup. But, you know, what are still some of the issues with using this data and what are some things that are just harder to predict? You know, the, the, big, the biggest issue with football... And, and data analytics is that it's such a multi-dimensional sport and you have essentially 22 players on the field and they all have different types of jobs. It becomes really hard to pinpoint one or two data points to look at when you're dealing with so many multivariable situations. I mean, 22 different players in an individual play, that's a lot of stuff going on. 
So it's hard to say, well, it's this one thing that will help us win or that one thing. You know, it's what you have to do is you have to take more of a, a global look at the whole thing and pick out as many different, you know, di- different types of numbers and the way we look at things to draw our strategy. And it's a lot more complex than, let's say, baseball, where baseball you have the pitcher-batter duel, and it's more focused on that one sort of linear, you know, matchup, whereas in the NFL there's, like I said, 22 players, 11 on 11, so there's 11 separate matchups that, that, that we're dealing with. So it becomes, it becomes hard to pinpoint one or two little things that, that can be the difference. Yeah, I mean it's definitely a multifaceted sport, and there's a lot to there's a lot to handle and a lot to look at. So you know the the data, while it may help in one area, yeah, it's going to be tough to implement it 100% across the board. But you know, I guess any sort of little help, especially with all the new technology and the way that things are innovating, must be a a nice help, a nice relief. Throwing it back a little bit. How do you think your dad would react to this kind of new technology um, if it was around when, when he was scouting? I mean, my dad was a very innovative-minded, you know, he coached, he, he scouted. You know, he was a very innovative-minded person. He wasn't one of those, you know, traditional, stubborn, only going to be entrenched in his position. So he, he was a forward-thinking guy. I think if he was, if he was coming up or, or a young scout right now or a young coach right now, I think he would fully embrace uh, any type of information that could give us an edge, that could give us an advantage. So I think he, he, you know, he, he would have really enjoyed working with this stuff. Absolutely. Well, you know, he did some amazing work. So it's cool that you're able to continue his legacy and bring in, you know, a new way to to improve scouting. Absolutely. You know, looking a bit more into the future. What do you see on the horizon for data and analytics in sports scouting? Is there anything that you still think could improve or things that you think are going to change? I think the thing that's coming out, and all this information has just been released to, to the teams, it's called this next-gen statistics. And what they've done is they've used GPS tracking systems to plot the movement of every player on the field where they align up prior to the snap, and what their movement is. You know, this is the first month that we're getting a a look at this next-gen statistics, and I think there's going to be a lot of, you know, groundbreaking work uh, on analyzing football through using this type of statistics. So we're sort of on the ground floor. We're just kind of taking a peek at it right now. So, But I think it's going to be really good, not only with what I've been talking about, as far as opponents' tendencies and and and, and helping helping teams game plan and and things like that, but I think it will also be helpful in evaluating players and, and determining. We can put a forty-yard dash time on a player. We can time their short shuttle and things like that to try to determine the guy's speed or explosiveness. But with this new next-gen statistics that are coming out we're going to be able to determine what their real football speed is, not just their speed of running a 40-yard dash, which has some correlation, you know, playing NFL football, but it's not a true measure of, of speed. Now we're going to be able to judge what their true playing speed is, what their true quickness is, 
how explosive they are. We're going to be able to do all that, and we're just getting our hands on this data right now. So uh, I think in the next year or two, or, or definitely within the next five years, a lot of different people are going to do a lot of great work using the statistics and, and, and helping them out, give themselves an advantage. Yeah, that's really exciting stuff. You know, being able to understand every single facet of your opponent. I mean, it's really going to give people that competitive edge. So, you know, the more that the more that y'all can step in there and try out some of that new tech, probably the the, the better y'all be able to perform. So that's really exciting stuff. And thanks for coming on to help us better understand, you know, how data and analytics are helping transform sports scouting and opponent scouting. Yeah, it was my pleasure. I enjoyed it. Uh, anytime you want me back, just let me know. Okay? Yeah, absolutely. And thank you everyone for listening to today's podcast. And if you'd like to find out more or listen to previous episodes, you can head to marketscale.com slash industries and subscribe to your favorite articles, podcasts, and video content from your favorite industries. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin. Till next time. Mm-hmm.